Good day tea baggers. Mike Hal here. Will is on holiday in one country and his luggage took a holiday in another. From the look of his Twitter feed however, he appears to be getting on well enough, even without fresh pants. This also means that, unfortunately, his podcasting equipment took the same vacation to the wrong country with his pants. Judging by his pants Twitter feed, they seem to be getting on nicely together as well. Thankfully, the guys have been really funny for years now and there are plenty of old conversations to polish up, stitch together, and enjoy anew again. And stay tuned after the show for a special behind-the-scenes peek at our recording process. As always, we would like to take the opportunity to thank you for listening. So. Um. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to TOEFOP. I'm Charlie Clawson. My name is Will Anderson. It's been a long time, man. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, probably not to you out there in the in the listening audience. No. But, uh, well, it could have been. Let's not get into that. Yeah, we, we do it every, every yeah. episode, don't we? We talk it, about the order in which you should, can listen to the episodes. I mean, people, people can listen to them in their own order. Like, they could do it like, this could be like Star Wars and we could reveal that the last three episodes have actually been the first three episodes. <laughs> and much like Star Wars, they have, like, you know, they've been much more technologically advanced, like the microphones have been on. Did you read that article um, this week or last week about the guy who got caught masturbating in Toys R Us? No. Hang on a sec. Yeah, this guy... He in got, Australia? No, he's in, no, he in America. Hang on. I love how you were like, no, that couldn't be Australia. An Australian guy could wank in Toys R Us. Those kind of stories never happen here, though. Why? I don't know. You never hear about, like, I don't know, the, the, the weird, you know, the world of the weird stories or weird of the world or whatever it's called. Yeah. It's always, in Australia, it's always something to do with the outback, I've noticed. It's always, like, about a giant snake or, right. you know, cars breaking down. It's never So it could be, like, a guy masturbating on his rock. Yeah, something like that. Right. <laughs> Wanked into a didgeridoo yeah, or right. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hang yeah. on. So this is the article. Uh, it doesn't really have a headline. It just says, I'm, I swear I'm not a pervert. It says, uh, okay, that's a good start. A Florida that man. sounds like something a pervert would say. <laughs> a Florida man was charged in last week's Walmart masturbation incident uh, and assured arresting officers that I swear I'm not a pervert. Hang on, wait, just before you move on. Last week's Walmart masturbation incident? Does that impl- that, that I mean, sound like <laughs> Has there been a spate? It's a weekly thing. Has he been on some Bonnie and Clyde-esque spree? <laughs> it's just the, masturb- it's the eight stories hit this week. <laughs> Masturbating around malls? You cut to the FBI kind of control room and they've got a whiteboard stuck up, you know, and all these photos. It's like, this guy's hit this Walmart, this Walmart. They draw a big diagram and it's like it forms a pentagram or something. Like yeah, totally. No, you know what it'd be? It'd be like a giant dick and balls. <laughs> the, 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 the like the best bit of performance graffiti and like in each of these walmarts that like he'd like you know and he'd done it in like in csi blue light you could like yeah you could sign it at each one did, did you go to an all boys high school no no i did mm. and if you left any of your school books unattended for longer than five minutes by the time you got it back there would be like a penis drawn on as many pages as possible oh, right for a minute i thought you your friends were going to masturbate <laughs> into your you know books. what they might have done that as well yeah. why, but why, all i noticed I ne- why did you never learn uh, uh trigonometry at high school well, my friends masturbated <laughs> together page 70 through 90. That's that old cliche when you get a, a book on science and all the pages are stuck together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know you've been at Stephen Hawking's place? Well, they probably could he? No, he couldn't masturbate, could he? Stephen Hawking? Yeah. 
Oh, does he? I don't know. Maybe that, like there's. A, it, do you reckon there's a secret a thing that's hooked up to his wheelchair? <laughs> well, if he's got the special thing that can make him like you know talk and explain the universe, but surely what? he'd be like, <laughs> now that I have the power of speech, can you please make me a wanking? <laughs> I was going to say like, how do you start that conversation with a guy designed your wheelchair? But you don't actually have to have that conversation because you're just typing it into a computer. It takes yeah. away half the embarrassment. I, I'd like to think that Stephen Hawking got that smart. Like, right, and just so that he could finally get to the point where somebody would give him a typewriter that talked That's and he could ask for a wanking machine. <laughs> that everything he'd come up with was just so he could wank. Forget about his, like, time-space continuum theory. Yeah. It's all about how am I going to get to, how am I going to wank this yeah. afternoon? One you... of the world's most brilliant minds <laughs> and he's reduced to a monkey. How about Aristi? <laughs> I would love, I would love that. Because that's the thing. Like, if you're not spending like half your day masturbating, then you have time to come up with theories about how the universe started. You're right. It does. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I was Stephen, like if I was Stephen Hawking, but I wasn't like you know in the chair and stuff, I would. But like, he wasn't always in the chair. I'm pretty sure. No, he has a, a disease. Well, I mean, let let uh, let's say he got through his teens at least, not being in the wheelchair. So, like, the greater portion of his masturbation was all done, like you know. That would be even he got, worse. He got it out of the way. Like that if would he was actually, a teenager. Yeah, but that would even be worse. Why? Because of the fact that he knows how good it is. Oh, right? Just if you've never that, experienced just it, that high. it's like losing like your, your sight. Yeah. Like if you start off born blind, well, you've never seen the world, so you don't know what you've lost. You yeah, know right. what I mean? But if you've seen and then you go blind, I think that would be harder. Much like if you, like, you know, were a really severe masturbator but, when you were a child and then, like, had a, a horrible disease and became Stephen Hawking and couldn't masturbate anymore. The romance isn't that the loss. same. The romance isn't the same. Like, you're saying a man who once had sight is now blind. Like, yeah. the same romance doesn't apply to, like, a guy who used to wank furiously and now can't. All right. Uh, I'm going to give you uh, uh, a scenario. Okay. You, this, is, this is what your choice is for the rest of your life. You can either masturbate mm. or see. I'd see. I mean, <laughs> I didn't have to think about it. But uh, yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to see. Yeah, you need to put a, another caveat on that, like something like you can see. You can only see pornography. Right. That would make. That would make it like. Oh yeah. Know, okay. It makes it more of a thing. The only okay. thing you have some rare disease, and the only yeah. thing you can see is, is when pornography is in front of you. But you can't masturbate. But you can't masturbate. Yeah, that's better. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> We should have like a TV show, like hypotheticals. <laughs> uh, okay, so this guy. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Wait. Oh. I just want to say. So Stephen Hawking. I just want to like follow this through. So Stephen Hawking <laughs> okay. was like a massive masturbator when he was young. Yeah. Like, okay, so to say it's not Stephen Hawking, but just like a, scenario, a fictional Stephen Hawking, right? Yeah. He was so into masturbating as a young person that he actually that brought on the disease. Oh. He's like he is now. Because, because of how so much he masturbated. Yeah, like, right. So rather than you'll go blind, it'll yeah, be a hairy He expelled like vital organs. Mm. And, <laughs> like he masturbated <laughs> so much, like shit that was inside him flew out his cock. All right, so just say you know that that's the risk. Yeah. Do you still do it? Like if just, just say what happened, just say Stephen Hawking's condition is directly related to masturbation mm. and there is a one in four chance that if you masturbate more than three times a week, right. that could happen to you. Do you take those odds? Oh, wow. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh. So more than three times a week. More than three times a week. I, I'd Doc, say, doctors recommend yeah. keeping a wank under three a week. Otherwise, you Yeah, it's like up. two standard drinks a night or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a certain, there's a level on which you can enjoy. <laughs> so there's suddenly, like, a pornography would come with government warnings, like, wank responsibly. That's right. It'd be, the, the symbol would be like a hand. You yeah. Get, like, one hand, two hand. <laughs> friends, so this is the three-hander. Friend, friends don't let friends wank and drive. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so three times a week. Uh, well, three times a week is the kind of safe government. That's a safe. I mean, there's no guarantee that if you go four or five times a week, it might happen, but you just in- the, yeah. the odds increase dramatically. Like cigarettes. Like cigarettes. Yeah, okay. It doesn't mean you're going to get some hideous disease, but yeah. you increase your chances. Yeah. Or I would start with three a week and see, <laughs> and see how that went. How would, you, how would you space them out? Oh, that's a, that's you a good point. save them up? You'd have to save them up because if you wasted like three early in the week boredom wanks, or like early morning wanks, where it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. And then you just come home from seeing, I don't know, Cats or, you know, 42nd Street or something. <laughs> and like, that girl in the back row. Yeah. And it, but you've wasted your wanks. You'd have to space it out knowing what you were going to do later in that week. Or you've just been on a date. Mm. So you'd have to sort of go, well, I don't want to fucking, you know, waste it early. I want to be able to have that wanking power yeah. in case this date doesn't go... It's a very, you'd save them up. It's a very different uh, use of the term wank bank. You're actually saving them in That's the wank right. bank. Yeah. Uh, what happens, like medically, just uh, if, if, can you carry them over or do they expire at the end of the week? Uh, what do you mean? So, well, because if, if I don't if use my just, three this week, can, can I have six, six next week? week? Um, oh. Can I save up for some sort of wank fest? <laughs> Or I just take two weeks off work and no. just nonstop go I'll say, for it. I'll say you can't. I'll say you can't bank it up. It's a frequency is the issue. Yeah, because it's like drinking, right? So you yeah. can't. So binge drinking is worse. So yeah, you, you can't binge you can't, bend, you can't bend cousins. It yeah. like where no. you're completely healthy during the week and yeah. then smash no. it. On the weekend. Smash it on the weekend. <laughs> Rub the skin off it on the weekend and this recover all work. <laughs> no, okay, fair enough. So I can have three a week. Yeah, yeah. no, you'd save them. You got to. You got to keep them up your sleeve. Um, you give yourself a but what about those ones when you're drunk like you come home you're drunk and you're like bored and you, you know I mean that's hard I wouldn't force myself into it you'd, you'd be that disciplined yeah totally yeah. no no I, 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 I would be fine I'd, I, but I would you'd need it for just yeah emergency situations so how would it how would I'd start to use it a little bit more like a parachute okay let's let's take it away from the, the Stephen Hawking thing mm. have you seen The Fly David Cronenberg's The Fly yeah let's say that if you wank more than three times a week, right. you start to develop symptoms like uh, Jeff Goldblum, like you know his teeth started falling out, oh, yeah. and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, if that started happening, but it was irreversible, right? What do you tell people who start to notice that you know you can't disguise your fingernails are coming out and you're losing your teeth and you start to turn into a giant <laughs> fly? <laughs> do you admit it? Do you front up? So, am I the only person who has this disease? No, let's say it's like a generic... Let, let's say that, you know, it, it's not only wanking that leads to this disease, yeah. but wanking is one of the leading causes. Oh, right. Do you try and pretend like... <laughs> how, how long before I turn into a fly? Um, well, it depends on the frequency of the wanking. So, you can... It's, it's like if you have a terminal disease, like AIDS or something like mm. that, you can sort of... With the right treatment, you can sort of elongate it, but it is terminal. Yeah. So, um, you know, you can pull right back on the wanking. You can stop at the early stages of Brundle Fly. Yeah. And it might take you like 30 years to die. Yeah. Um, but those symptoms will still occur just slower. Right. Uh, <laughs> I see what you're saying. Um, I'd probably keep it to myself early on. Just come up with some sort of excuse. If I'm just losing a fingernail or some teeth or whatever, I'd just be like, you know. You can explain those away. Yeah. You know, I, I was doing some home handyman repair work. I hit my thumb with the nail, the the, the, the nail came out. <laughs> no one's going to believe what, that you were doing handiwork. That also explains all those calluses on my palm <laughs> from using the hammer. The hammer! Um, there is part of me that thinks... It, all right. I could give it up. I could give it up for my health. 
Or if I decided not to, I'd just go out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, once you know your terminal, yep. fuck it. Let's fuck just go it. for it. Yeah, totally. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to get the porn channels on yeah. Foxtel. Yeah. I'm going to up my bandwidth on yeah. my internet access. Yeah, so, once you're there, you just go, go for broke. Yeah. I'd be masturbating in warm-up. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's what happened to the guy. He's just like, well, I'm doing it in every shop I've ever visited. I'm just scanning the article. Yep. Can't see anything no, about turning terminal diseases. Fly? No. Okay. Sorry, briefly, and we'll go back to this Walmart guy, but I just wanted to say <laughs> that I think because Stephen Hawking can't wank, yeah. that's how he comes up with all the theories. Yeah, definitely. Because you know what it's like. You write for a living. I write for a living. And yeah, it's in that movie, Adaptation, right? Yeah. That classic thing of you sit down at the computer to like, you know, do some work mm. and then suddenly you think, I'll oh, just check the news sites yep. to see what's going on. That's research. All of a sudden, Britney Spears has been photographed with her yeah. underpants. Yeah, and then you're like... That leads to another window. Probably should, I probably should click through to that window. Yeah. Oh my God, what's this pop-up? Oh, well, I suppose it'd be rude not to look at what they've, you know, suggested for me. Dear God. And then your day's gone and you don't come up with a, like a brief history That's of right. time. Yeah. Whereas Stephen Hawking is not getting distracted by this. No. So you think if he did develop the, the, the wanking machine, we may lose one of our greatest geniuses yeah, one of the greatest definitely. minds on the planet yeah I think all of a sudden Stephen's not coming out of his room anymore. I think I think like, as soon as we like decide at high school if anyone shows any potential in being a brilliant person we should chop off their arms or they'll find a way to wank use Hell. their feet or something well chop off anything that can reach their cock masturbating can you, I mean, can they just rub themselves like even if they had no arms and no legs they could rub themselves against the carpet <laughs> <laughs> you've had a dog for too long <laughs> No, I'm just thinking about what I would do if I had no arms and no legs. It sounded less like you were you were thinking about it, more like you'd gone into Action Plan Z that you've had in place for all this time. It's like this is what 13 year old boys do, though. Right. Is they, but you know, they think about you know new ways they can wank. Like right. when when you start jacking off when you're a kid, it's like, oh man, like this is the fucking greatest thing in the world. What does it feel like if I put it between the pages of a book? What does it feel like if I put it in a pillow? What does it feel like if I put it in a grapefruit? Really? Well, not me, but that's what I heard. Yeah, but is that thing, that's just what you hear. Well, do you, do you I, actually I, know anyone who did any well, of those I, things? There was boarders at my high school, and they used to, like, boast about their wank techniques. And that, <laughs> I thought you meant the bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> there was boarders, and we used to go in there and put our dicks in all the books. No, I, as in students who would board. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, cause they, so those guys were away from, like, you know, all their friends and stuff, so I don't know why that... Oh, no, they'll, they'll live oh, yeah, in... Like I, don't, I don't of, know why it aggravates No, it's like Lord wanking. of the Fries. Lord of the Fries. Lord of Fries? <laughs> it's like that, that chain store, Lord <laughs> of the Fries. No, it's like Lord of the Flies. Uh, because like you know, people. I don't remember all them the... all wanking together in Lord of the Flies. No, no, no. it's a, like it's an, an analogy or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but um, but you know, you get a lot of kids together, and you know, it, something happens in something that mob mentality. The, the sexuality, you live like, together. Hormones and, would be. Like, and it's that whole yeah. British tradition of that all your, all the boys bug at each other at boarding school. Well, I don't know about that, but these guys definitely used to kind of talk a lot about getting a grapefruit and cutting yeah. a little cross in that's where all that like soggy biscuit and all that sort of thing American that, pie that like yeah you know, him fucking the pie yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot I of... just didn't know anyone who ever actually did any of those things I, they were all those those urban myths that you heard yeah but I don't know I don't actually know anyone who ever like fucked a grapefruit or like yeah having said that I'm trying to like think if I can think of a yeah. singular guy and you know at high school maybe they're all just like taking the piss yeah. all the borders. you know at high school you hear about everything everyone does yeah. like it doesn't matter. Like no one ever gets away with anything yeah. at high school. Yeah. And even if like it's they've got half an evidence to call you something. Like they don't need full evidence. They need half evidence yeah. to call something. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you can be eating a calippo 
and if you eat it in the wrong way, it can imply that you suck cock, <laughs> essentially, when you're at high school, right? You know, you can eat a Chico roll, Everything's gonna be and you've got two dim sims down the bottom <laughs> of the Chico roll, and you're, like, you know, just kneeding the dim sim. Yeah. That's why you suck on the top of the Chico roll. And for some reason... People think that's, people think that's, that's really sexual. sexual. Weirdos. Yeah, I don't call your names. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, I just didn't think any of those things actually happened. No. That people, you know, invented new ways to... Well, I think they would. I think they do. I mean, do people get bored with masturbation? It seems like one of those things that's pretty. I mean, I don't. Sometimes I mean, the source I can, I can material. Things, yeah, the source material changes. Yeah. You may set yourself a challenge. Yeah. But, you know, I don't think. Uh, but the actual technique, I don't know. I'm sure that, like, if people are, are David Carradine you know, and Michael Hutchinson it with the, the belts around the neck, surely people are doing that when they're home alone. Like, yeah. I've never felt the need. I suppose you only find out oh, about Caradine it. Oh, was alone, wasn't suppose it? If you, Car- suppose you only find that stuff out of it if it goes wrong. Yeah, that's right. But, I mean, there is that joke Like, if about- somebody died with their dick in a grapefruit, yeah. you'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. He fucked a grapefruit to death. <laughs> that would be a weird, <laughs> weird thing to explain to someone's children. You know? How they found their father. I mean, it is weird. It's a weird thing to fuck, too, because the grapefruit's really acidic. David Carradine was like the latest kind of, that was a weird discovery. He was hanging belt around his neck. It was Michael Hutchins style, yeah. Yeah, Auto-asphyxiation. Auto-erotic asphyxiation. Is that weirder than finding a guy dead with his dick in a grapefruit? Hmm. It becomes an Encyclopedia Brown mystery because how the fuck did he die? Like the guy hanging from the door with the belt, you can understand he slips, moment of pleasure, he forgets, you know, the belt goes too tight, Hmm. but... How does one die fucking a grapefruit? Heart attack. From pleasure. So yeah, it's from simple... pleasure. You're really into like a grapefruit. You've always wanted to fuck a grapefruit. Okay, what if you've gone to a really nice hotel, you've ordered room service, you've got them to go and find the finest grapefruit yeah, in town. That's right. You've, you've, ordered, you've lowered, lit a candle. Lowered, lowered the lights <laughs> in the hotel, lit, lit some candles. Yeah. But, what, but what if it's a fit guy? So it's a young fit guy. Who's the... Who's the it's Usain Bolt. Yeah. Usain Bolt gets discovered in a hotel room, naked, yeah. dead, hmm. Dick inside a grapefruit. Yeah. How did people know it's not like a mob hit or something? Well, it could be, but I'd say steroids. I'm not saying he's on steroids, but if a sprinter, if a champion sprinter is found dead, it's like every time a wrestler dies. Yeah, steroids. Steroids. Yeah. Like every time a wrestler dies. Or Vince McMahon doesn't want to renew their contract. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Just for that comment, we are going to get like sued, guaranteed. Oh, man. I've never been like a really adventurous masturbate I've never felt the need to like you know like I even like no you know, danger no doing yeah. public or anything like that no I don't want to like you know oh someone you know is might catch me might catch me yeah you know so I'm never going to do it at a Walmart or something <laughs> like that without I'm never going to do that but uh, we have a friend and I won't obviously name the person's name who masturbated into a fan oh yeah yeah so he got like a an electric fan and like he, a desk fan a desk yeah. fan yeah, yeah. And he wanted to find out the distance <laughs> he could be his cum would get away flat. from the fan before his semen would come back towards him. <laughs> like it was a scientific experiment. He's kind of the Stephen Hawking of masturbation. Well, this person, we won't name, yeah. is actually a doctor. Yeah. He is so a doctor. he does have a scientific mind. Yeah. Yeah. And he decided that would be what he did. Yeah. Do you know what the outcome was? Did it hit him? I, like, I think he did it a few times. I think it was what? a process. <laughs> you mean like... Yeah, like in the course of an evening. Well, I don't really know. But like, wow, that was... I, the way I heard the story, it was always like that he was doing an experiment to see where you had to get to. So I assume I didn't that implied that. more than one time unless he fluked it the first time. 
But oh. I would have thought he would have started a fair way away because you still don't want you to get that close yeah, to yeah. a fan. And then you would like, yeah, get closer and closer and sort of, you know, well, I'd, tested it. I'd never heard there was a theory behind it. I just always assumed that, that he, he just wanked on a fan. He just wanked on a fan. That he really loved fans. But you've made it sound much more kind of scientific and reputable. Yeah. Well, why would someone just wank into a fan? I mean, to do science, sure. I understand that. That's an experiment. Because guys, guys are weird yeah. and they get bored. I mean, it's the whole, the whole thing we're talking about yeah. is like adventurous wanking. Mm. I went to wanked in a library when I was 12. Really? Yeah, public what? library. Uh, is it just the sound of silence really turns you on? I don't know what it was. No, I think it was... <laughs> That's the worst thing because at the library never has to be quiet except from behind like three rows of books you just hear this <laughs> tiny little... I think it was more uh, I could not get my hands on pornography. Yeah. Like there's not... It just wasn't available to they me. They had porn at your library? No, but they had uh, like books on... Anatomy. Love making. Yeah, and, right. You know, like the joy of sex yep. and that kind of stuff. And I mean, it was... Uh, it wasn't like there was anyone around. Like I'm, I'm, not, I'm like you. I, I'm the idea of anyone catching me fucking terrifies me. That is weird. I just, I distinctly remember just kind of like finding this book and thinking, you know what? I'm that aroused. I could probably get it out and get one off <laughs> within seconds, and no one will ever find out. And no one did find uh, out. Get one out and get one off. <laughs> Back into the left. <laughs> Love it. You know what's good about living together is that normally in a podcast you'd waste like time saying, so well, what have you been up to this week? Yeah. I know exactly what you've been up to this week. Yeah, everything. But the worst thing is that we have to, like we were actually just having a conversation on the couch. You cooked a nice meal, <laughs> uh, like a vegetarian bolognese. Yeah. That's kind of what it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I put on some Kenny G. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, but no, you made it. Like you put, like you got vegetarian mints. Yeah. And then you, like, chopped up heaps of vegetables. Yep, garlic, onion. I can cook basic meals. If you can put cook it in a pan, I can cook it. Really? Yeah, barbecues and pans. What, what's, okay, so what's your, like... Never seen the inside of an oven. What's your signature dish, as they would say on a cooking show? You know, you could guess my signature dish. Is it vegetarian bolognese? <laughs> <laughs> no, you've had it before. Because uh, I remember Amy saying to me... Um, I oh, know you said, oh, Charlie's going to make me dinner. And Amy said, oh, is he going to make blah, 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 blah. Oh, stir fry. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's true. That's my specialty. Yeah. But is that, is stir fry even really cooking? It's like a barbecue. Yeah. You just put things on a hot plate. You cook them, stir yeah. them in a circle. It's Yeah. It, all Like all the instructions of what you need to do are in the name. Yeah. Stir fry. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> the name of the dish is also the instructions for cooking. It's very practical. So we've been, uh, we had a nice uh, meal, yeah. been watching some ET, and uh, and uh, we were watching uh, the. Uh, the uh, sorry, I was just, we were just watching the end of the basketball then, and um, we were sitting on the couch having a beer, and we started having a discussion. And this is the only problem with living together is the discussion started to be interesting. <laughs> so we were like, you know, it's kind of like basically we were the equivalent of. Yeah, so say a romantic couple have got back to the flat, right? And he said, do you want to come in for coffee? And she's like, yeah, I'd like a cup of coffee. And suddenly they're on like the couch and then they start to get into it a bit and they get into it to that point where it's like, well, maybe we should move things. Yeah. Into, into the, the bedroom. <laughs> and yeah, well, that's all we're like. We've got to move this conversation. Like, you know, the hand is down the front of the conversation trouser. Yeah. And before, you know, like the conversation really gets f freaky, <laughs> maybe we should move to a space where we can record it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and the discussion that was being had was, um, we're talking about Charlie Sheen had been on the news. And I was saying, um, 
Charlie Shane, one of the things he wanted to do was to create his kind of porn house, which yeah. was like get a mansion, 25 rooms, each room has a porn star in it. And yeah. they lived together like a Manson family, but non-homicidal, well, non-homicidal at this stage, a yeah. Manson family. At some stage it would be Like a, gig- a gigantic harem, I guess. Would it, would it be themed, do you think? Yeah. Like every room would have a different theme? Part, like, yeah, it'd be like that brothel that you went to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that and, and that and that uh, statement sounds more uh, uh, out of context than it is. Yeah, that, but uh, will tell us about that brothel you went to. Yeah, in Kalgoorlie. Yeah, have I spoken about this on the podcast before? I don't think so. Really, I went to a um, uh, yeah a brothel in Kalgoorlie uh, with my tour manager Heather. It's um, Kalgoorlie used to have the most brothels per head. Of anywhere in the world. <laughs> Good terminology. <laughs> brothels when you're per describing head. brothels. Yeah, I believe that's how you measure brothels. <laughs> brothels per head. It's a head per head ratio. What is the ratio of heads to head in this town? Charlie Sheen would have loved it in Kalgoorlie. That would have been his sort of you know town. Um, uh, but then of course that that trade you know died out over the years, and uh, now uh, most of the brothels there are actually just tourist destinations. You know, they've done them all up and they... And so, we, you know, we're, I'm doing some gigs in Kalgoorlie. We're out in the middle of the desert. There's fuck all to do during the day. Once you've had a drink at the pub that they used in Priscilla, <laughs> <laughs> which is the other attraction in town, yeah. um, uh, then, you know, the brothel tour. So Heather, my tour manager, and I went to this brothel tour. But this tour we were on, uh, the first thing was this poor girl had obviously had this script and this was like their... Yeah, funny script that yeah. all the people who do the tour had to learn. Yeah. But this girl had no idea about where the jokes were. Yeah. Like there were jokes there. Yeah. She but just, she'd been given like a script. Yeah. And she just learnt it like it was a prayer. You yeah. Know? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. She had no idea what the words actually meant. Yeah. And and so she was like just missing the jokes and all that. And I was kind of like, you know what? This is a pretty easy crowd. <laughs> you could be killing. Like, I honestly thought about going back the next day and just sitting down with her and giving her some tips. Yeah. I was like, like, I'm a professional, but like, you know, maybe I could just help out, bring a little bit more joy to this. People get some big laughs when they go to the brothel in Kalgoorlie. And I'd feel like, I kind of feel like if I was ever going to do a reality show, that could be my reality show. Yeah, yeah. I could go around to like, you know, places where you have to make a little speech or the bus driver needs to make a little thing or you've got a little, you know, intro that you're meant to do and I could just joke them up a bit. <laughs> so that people were just like making people laugh at their place of work, you yeah. know. I think that would be, I would be like the littlest hobo. No, you'd be of, like, of, of, you know, sorry, cut you off. of comedy. I was going to say like a three minute angels, you know, those girls that come into your office and give yeah. you like a massage for three minutes. You could start like the three angel, the, the three minute comedians. Yeah. Just anywhere you are, like a comedian comes in and goes, da 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 da. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah all right. Come just comes in and zings. So, yeah, you give lots of jobs. So, what, what's the first job that you'd need, like a three minute comedian? Um, oh, look, I, I would have thought just anything high pressure, you know? Like, so, say you're a, um, uh, like, you know, you work navigating aircraft. Yeah. You know, pushing tin. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. a high-stress job. Yeah, yeah. You know, just occasionally somebody comes in. Just cracks everyone up. Cracks a few funnies. <laughs> yeah. What's with airplane food? Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, like hostage negotiation. Yeah. There's like a SWAT team outside a building. Yeah. There's a guy with a hostage, you know, got a gun to a head on the edge of the building. And, you know, they're negotiating, saying, "That's you know, we'll get you your helicopter, just let the girl go. Yeah, it's gonna, go. the helicopter's going to be here in three minutes. <laughs> exactly three minutes. And a guy comes in with a plaid shirt and a straw hat and he's like, <laughs> Anyone here working the police force? Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> yeah, totally. 
So what was she? So she was. Uh, she she needed a comedian in her brothel leading job. She wasn't the madame of the brothel. No, she no, was just she, a tour guy. She was just the tour guy. Could you fuck her? And so could you? Yeah, because that would be a sexy like you know like a theme for a prostitute is like yeah. a tour guide. You oh know, right, like, you got nurse, you know, uh, schoolgirl, French maid. Tour guide. <laughs> That's actually that is actually a pretty good thing. Really? Like more guys would go on that tour if you know at the end of the tour her. you could fuck the tour guide. Yes. I'd go yeah, I'd go on so many tours if that was a possibility. Yeah, do you know? And like, you know what? That's the thing with theme brothels. I would love that if I don't know how you would actually make this work, but imagine you went to a coffee shop. Yeah. But then at the end of like, you know, you're getting your coffee and flirting with a waitress. You could have sex with the waitress. Yeah. You know what you should like do? Like brothels combined with just like ordinary businesses. Jobs. That's a great idea. Yeah. Like, a, yeah, because... So why does a prostitute have to just be in a brothel? A prostitute could work as a waitress, but also be a prostitute. But that is kind of the, the philosophy of, like, girls who work on the door somewhere, or, yeah. like, some bars, or, like, clothing shops. Like, I remember there was a... Uh, uh, I may have talked about this before. There was, a, a like, a shoe repair business in a shopping centre near where I grew up. Yeah. And um, during the week, they employed two Price is Right models, like a guy and a girl from the Price is Right, to come down and repair people's shoes and, like, cut keys and shit like that. And they'd turn up, and they were really good looking, like a guy and a girl model, in, like, tight singlets and shit, and his, like, muscles would be bulging, and you should be wearing, like, a skimpy little singlet, and then they'd tie, like, the leather aprons on. And they would just repair shoes all day. And you could walk past it, and there would be, like, a queue around the block, like, just because they were hot. Now, they didn't have the option of, like, fucking them. Yeah. But they were just hot. Yeah. So people do apply that philosophy, except you just don't have to be as blatant about it. Like, you don't need to hire a prostitute. You just need to hire an attractive person. Oh, I think that's, like, I mean, I, I have no doubt that that's... I mean, I think that is the philosophy of bars and a lot of, like, you know, cafes and stuff with their staff. Totally. I, like, I was having a conversation with somebody just here the other day. We had to catch up somewhere for uh, breakfast to have a meeting. And he said, look, there's these two places, and they're both pretty much the same price and the same quality of food and I actually said to him I said which one has hotter people because yeah. <laughs> I thought well, well if we have to make a decision based on something that's how Virgin Airlines market themselves yeah. oh yeah the plane does the same job the food's basically the same but our flight attendants are hotter yeah totally but they, they seem to have gone lax on that rule lately I think I, I don't think Virgin hostesses are as hot as they used to be they're not allowed isn't it discrimination yeah because they like, you have to wear g-strings and shit remember that yeah I think it is discrimination just to pick people because they're hot, isn't it? Well, um, I suppose it can't. Yeah, be. but how can but how come a nightclub can get away with it, but an airline can't? Yeah, but I don't. I think the, the yeah, a nightclub gets away with it because it's hard to pin down a nightclub to prove that that's your policy. Whereas, like, yeah, Virgin Airlines is a massive airline no. where a oh, massive so business. So say if the business is big. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it would come out, you know, a big business like if they're doing. Whereas, so, like your local. I mean, it's clear when you go to some businesses that they... So you think my shoe repair place could have been sued for discrimination? Definitely. <laughs> Based on the If there was, that. like, some fat, ugly cobbler who couldn't get a job who was much more qualified than the other two. Well, but that... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know I don't if that know is a law, because I don't know if... Like, because, like, they wouldn't be able to have that law for models. Because you're allowed to pick models, right, based on... Their looks. Their looks. Yeah, so totally. I assume that... And, so and it's not a blank, it can't be a blanket rule, then. Maybe it's not a rule. Maybe I just made that rule up. No, you can discriminate against someone in, uh, because I don't of think their age, not age because or of race, weight, or size. Can't you discriminate against someone because of not if like I mean you have but, to if you're a jockey. No, but like if you, you are, can't just go. I'm fat. I'm, I'm allowed to have the job. You no, know, but whatever. if you felt that you didn't get a job because they said you were overweight, yeah, could you not sue them if you weren't? 
Uh, or is that provable? I guess it's provable though. Like if you weren't physic, like if you can't fit into the parachute, or you can't, yeah, like you know, I don't know if you're going to play the Flash in a Hollywood movie. <laughs> you know, the beer gut doesn't look that good. <laughs> no actor has ever sued for discrimination. I mean, well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like you couldn't do it on a something um, where it's like it's public that you know you are being discriminated against. Yes. Yeah, the very nature of this business is yeah. we're choosing the most attractive people. Yeah, no one on Australian Idol like, got rejected, like, sued for discrimination. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's a thing. Maybe it is just religion, age, race. The only thing I've ever been discriminated against, the only thing that's... I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say... Charlie is currently reenacting his version of the King's Speech. We will get Jeffrey Rush in I, here, honestly, and he will coach you through this, and it'll be a massive... At the end of the podcast, you will have learned the to only speak well time. Enough. The yeah, only yeah. time I have been discriminated against yes. does that mean I've been someone's been discriminating against me? Yeah, I can't get it. Yes, we're going to cut this whole. Bit. No, we're not. No, we are. No, we have to leave it in. No, the Come whole. On. The only time I've been discriminated against. Oh yeah. fuck! Now fuck the joke. I'm so badly. It would have been. I can't. Uh, Seriously, it. it'll be a triumph. What I was going to say. <laughs> Come on, everyone. Like now that we've brought it really down to no, this I just realised. I just realised that the actual, no one will love it. People yeah. will love it. The only It'll thing... be triumph over adversity. Okay. It'll be like Rocky. <laughs> only... If I hum the Rocky, the only time the I've been discriminated against is because of lack of talent. I think that's enough silence to leave after that. <laughs> to perfectly, <laughs> we're cutting that whole. Bit. No, we're not. We are totally that was cutting perfect. that. Bit. No, it was horrible. That no, was good. It was horrible because it worked uh, on a level different to the level you were hoping it would work on. Oh God! Uh, you know the very like hold the whole passage actually proved the point you were saying, which was that you have a lack of talent. <laughs> <laughs> so, in many ways, it made the joke much more amusing. Uh, so, anyway, um, this, this girl had this guide. script at the tour guide and she was, uh, you know, doing her bit and whatever. But the only other people on this tour were these old people. They were 80, like 80 plus, really oldies, right? And they were, because they're just the same tourists that would go anywhere. Like anywhere, like you know, if they, they if they're in like you know Canberra, they go to Parliament House, and if they're in Melbourne, they go to the MCG or whatever. They're yeah. just tourists, you yeah. know. So when they were Kalgoorlie, they went to the brothel. brothel. So it's like when you go to Pat Pong Road, you yeah. Know, like you go down Pat Pong in Bangkok, and you'll see like families, like you know, big groups of like German tourists and stuff, families, because right. it's kind of like the freak show. Right. I've never been. I've never been, so right. I don't know. Yeah. But this is all the ping pong balls and stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's very weird and depressing. Yeah. But people, it is treated like a tourist. Like, I mean, I know the brothel you went to wasn't active, was it? No. Because that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Going on a tour of, of like a working brothel. And it's like you go to the zoo when like, things are in glass cages. Yeah. It's just two-way mirrors. Yeah. You go through. Why don't they do that? I what? would pay to go. To let you fuck the animals at the zoo? No, 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 no. Oh, no, right. <laughs> I've skipped two steps ahead. To go through a brothel where like you could go through a brothel uh-huh. and behind two-way mirrors you could watch people fuck. Like, but the condition would be that the the people who are fucking don't know they're being watched. Right. That that would be the problem. Because how would they not find out? You build like a facade of a. This is more a secret society. No, you're more a well, you're more a, a pervert, a peep not... show. This is like a hidden camera. Yeah, but yeah. No, this would be a service. This would be a black market surface yeah. service, like you know the game. You know, one of those kind of. A game for rich That's what people. I'm saying. It's like yeah. a secret society. or like a secret a... society. It's a secret club. So okay. basically what you do is I would buy <laughs> I'd buy a building, like a really nondescript building, like yeah. a parking garage or something like that. Yeah. It would look like it was kind of either 
not running or not open. Yeah. And within that, I would have like walls and uh, there'd be a set of walls where viewing rooms and you'd have two-way mirrors and then there would be, I'd build a brothel within that. Yeah. And so like you'd run the brothel like it was an actual sort of secret underground brothel, but yeah. you'd offer a tour on top of that where you go around the rooms and you watch people fuck. Would you go see that? Yeah, definitely. It'd be like a black How much market. does it cost? I don't know what would you charge. Okay, so let's say it's four rooms. Yeah. So four couples fucking. And well, the other thing is, do, do you, do you, is it like a tour where you have to keep moving or can you stop and stay at a window as long as you want? It's your tour. You'll put it, you've put it together. Now, what do you think? You're the Willy Wonka of this sex factory. What do you think I should do? Do you think people should be allowed to stay or should it be like a walking tour? Because the thing is, you can't masturbate in there. Oh, right, really? It's just more of a Do you know what? You, you, you could make it like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Like kind of, yeah, give it a yeah, secret underground theme and you go, humper lumpers. <laughs> yes, midgets. There'd be midget helpers who would yeah. sort of like, like yeah. lead kind of clients in. Clients yeah. who didn't know they'd be in the film. Who are they? They're the humper lumpers. I reckon it's a pretty good idea. I reckon yeah. if you heard... Like, It'd be against the law though. This yeah, is totally. The yeah, but like, yeah. like the game or, you know, an underground fighting league. So how do you get it out there that... Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, you've gone to parties and shit where you say, hey, do you know they're having a secret after party at this place? You target groups like that, like, you know. Uh, like, like, but, 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 be, I'm, I'm sure you could go to, like, a, one of those cool parties in Bondi and you could tell a group of people, like, you know, say 100 people, say, hey, do you guys hear about this place in fucking so-and-so where there's, like, a, you go in there, you pay 10 bucks, you go through, you get a five-minute tour of this fucking brothel and they don't know, you know, they're being, you're watching them fuck. I have always been fascinated by how people find out about those things and how... If someone knows about them, like on the rare occasions that I have been involved in a conversation that has ended up, you know, going, hey, come to this secret thing or did you know about this thing or whatever, I think if it's got to me... It's not that cool. (laughs) Yeah. Like, how do the cops not know? Yeah, yeah. Because I don't... I'm not really in the inner circle. So if I'm hearing about things... Like, you know how there was that cafe in King's Cross? Yeah. Where you used to be able to go and buy weed? Yeah. Right, and so you'd have to order a certain, you know, thing. No, no, no. What you'd do is you'd go there and you just order anything, cup yeah. of tea, and then when you went to the counter, you'd say, and like a 20 bag or something like that. Yeah. And they'd slip it back to you with your change. Apparently, that's what they used Yeah, to apparently. Do. <laughs> apparently, that's exactly what Allegedly. you had to do, is it? Allegedly. Apparently, the guy uh, behind... the dive. The guy... <laughs> ah, Mr. Clarkson. <laughs> In LA, you go to bars and there'd be like photos of celebrities like an 8 by 10 if you went there, you'd see a photo of me. It's like an 8x10 in my face. I'm the only one in there. But if, if you know, how do the cops not know? Do you know what I mean? Like, how has that information got to you? It was interesting. Because I, I reckon you have a loyal... Like, I mean, I think... I wanted that too. Like, some nightclubs, you know, are just known if you go to a nightclub and that's where you go to get drugs. Yeah. And it's like, well, if we know. But I think there's kind of a tacit kind of agreement... The cops don't fucking care about stuff like that, you know? Like, even if, if, if for instance, if it's not a drug thing, even if it's just like a, a secret house party or like a rave or whatever, you know, like, are you really going to commit forces to fucking... They probably do know about it, but, like, when you are weighing up your priorities that night, there's, like, a fucking a, a, a standoff with a guy with a shotgun or there's kids yeah. having a, a party in a warehouse. I guess it's like limo drivers in Vegas. They must actually be surprised... When someone gets in and actually wants them to drive their limo somewhere. Because it's like the internationally 
known sort of sign for being able to buy drugs is getting a limo yeah. in Vegas. Yeah. But I assume there are people who just want to go somewhere in a limo. I think the, and then suddenly the guy's like, what do you need? And they're like, we need to get from here to there in a limo. I think the international symbol of getting drugs in Vegas is being in Vegas. Right. <laughs> and not having drugs. Yeah. But having money. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's the international symbol. The rest of the tour group were really old people. So we're going a theme room to theme room. Yeah. Uh, in this uh, in this brothel, and um, uh, so one was a boxing ring, yeah. like so you could have sex in the boxing ring, and they like you could ring the bell, and they had like you know gloves and all that sort of stuff. It was really it was really full on. One was um, like a, a porno room, so where you would could film your own, like so you could see yourself having sex on all the big screens, but you could also get a DVD really of it, but not with. You, if you wanted a DVD, you couldn't do it with a, a, a prostitute. You had to just come in oh, like, so being your with your own partner or something. And oh, that's no fun. That, <laughs> that'd run you off for DVD. Like you're an open micer so playing a, yeah, getting five minutes, but they'll give you a free DVD of your set. I've often wondered that. I've never had sex with a prostitute. But I've always wondered if you introduced a video camera, like is that not part of the transaction? Oh, I, th- I certainly think that would cost you more. I reckon you can do it. You just got to pay for it. I don't know, but I'm just saying. In that world, I'm guessing money is that. Oh, well, any, I'm sure you can find if, some. If any toe foppers have ever had sex with a prostitute, yeah, and asked to film it, and asked to film it, can you tell us? A, yeah, uh, does it cost more? Sometimes, B, how much more does it cost? No, but sometimes when you see those amateur pornos, I wonder, yeah. like, is this a couple who are really like, yeah, in love, or is it like someone with a with a prostitute? Well, I think sometimes. I mean, I guess if it's like hidden camera. Stuff like that. You could get like oh, you could go and get like yeah. a um one of those uh, toys like toy bears or whatever that people put cameras in to see if their babysitter is like you know putting cigarettes out on their children or whatever. <laughs> I, I heard a hidden cam uh, hidden a hidden well not a hidden camera story but a, a story from a couple of mates at high school when well, actually just after high school I don't know if it's true or not but they're on the Gold Coast and um, uh, one of them had picked up a girl and wanted to have sex with her and so he said to his mate hey you should climb into the cupboard and watch me have sex with this girl. And so he's like, yeah, cool, cool. So he snuck him into the guy's room. And when they got in there, they realized that the top of the cupboard had like a removable panel, so the roof wasn't there. You could take it off. Yeah. So they took the roof off the panel, and they got his motorbike helmet and put it on the guy. And he stood in the cupboard, so just his head <laughs> above the cupboard with the visor down. So it just looked like the so, motorbike helmet was on top of the cupboard. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so the guy came in with the girl, and they started having sex. <laughs> And the friend who was having sex said he looked over and he saw the visor fogging up. <laughs> now, I don't know if that's a true story, uh, but I like it. I hope it is true. It's like I really am dying for a piss and I'm worried that I won't get to the fucking public restroom. <laughs> before I wet myself in the middle of a shopping mall. That's how I feel about soccer. And, like, a goal is if I actually get to the urinal and, like, I have that, like, that piece of relief. That's how I feel. That doesn't make me feel good. It just makes me feel like, thank God, I didn't wet myself in the middle of a mall. Have you, um, do you, are you one of those people who has to do, like, regular stops? Can you hold on if you need? Like, just say you're at a shopping centre and it's a 15-minute, walk to the car, 15-minute drive to get home. Will you hold on? It's one of the reasons that I don't want to live past about 65 is I am going to be like a fucking sprinkler. <laughs> like, seriously. Hello and welcome to Tafal! 
<laughs> at the start of the episode when we're in our 60s are doing it. I honestly, if we are in our 60s and we are doing this, somebody please come to where we are right now, find where we are, and kill us. No, th- no, it's a it's a reunion tour. Oh, right. We get we get discovered like uh, once we're washed up. Yeah. <laughs> so in about five years, yeah. uh, people rediscover our tapes, and where they, they they find like we become really popular on like a, a like a TV show in you know twenty. 2030, say, yeah, and they probably say, in some ironic way. Yeah, that's right. That's right. right. So, it's some, like some oh my young God, hipsters, yeah, adopt us as like a really as a, like a punchline. Yeah, we're like their jokes. We're like Doug Anthony. Yeah, and so, but it gives us a bit of a career boost. Anyway. Yeah, but they they track us down, and you're living on a farm somewhere. Yeah. Uh, on your own, not talking to anyone. <laughs> And oh, I am, well, Dad would be happy that I've gone back to the farm. Yeah, that's right. So where even I, though I'm a dangerous loner. Where am I? I'm kind of back working in the equivalent of a video store, <laughs> except it's 2030. So it's actually just like a glass box where people call me and I press a button on the computer and they get their film. <laughs> and all I do is watch movies all day. Yeah. Uh, so they drag us out and they put us back on the road. And so we start doing TOEFOP again. Right. But you've got uncontrollable bladder control. I was going to say uncontrollable bladder control. But you can't control your bladder, so every five seconds you're spraying piss all over my face. Yeah, I can barely do it now. And I know you're meant to try to hold on so that you, you know, build up some powers so that when you're 60, Are you, is that really? 60, you don't have to wear a nappy. Yeah, you're not meant to piss too regularly. You're meant to let it build up a little bit so you kind of, you know, exercise your muscles. And then, like, when you're older, you won't, like, fucking leak all the time. So did you never do that? No. I'm really good at it. I don't like to hold on. I've held my bladder like across state lines. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I'd rather die young than hold on to your hold piss. on to my piss. <laughs> That's just the decision that I've made to live in the net. Are you one of those dudes who can piss anywhere though? Because I hate those dudes. What do you mean? Like you're you're walking down like a you know it's Flinders Street on a Thursday afternoon and you'll see a dude fucking pissing in it behind some bins because he couldn't wait till he got to work. Yeah, I am one of those. Guys. Ah! <laughs> I mean, seriously. I grew up in the country, man. You can just piss everywhere. It's not the country now, man. I know, but like, you know what? You just get, there's a little bit of that in you. You keep that in you as you grow up. Even though I've gone out in the world and lived in the inner city and sipped cafe lattes. Oh, don't fucking pull the working class man on me. I still I know where you live. I know what you do for a living. You cannot pull the blue collar I can still piss where I like. There's a little bit of country in me. Were you about to say, you know, back when I was a broady boy, you sound like (laughs) another media commentator. No, well, that's, that's just my roots, Charlie. You can't deny that. Spent the first 17 years of my life on a farm. So, yeah, and you spent know, the last, where like... Where you can piss where you like. 17 years, like, developing very, like, white-collar tastes. I'm just saying, the one bit of me that remains... <laughs> Thank God for the rest of us. But the one thing, you didn't hold on to the country charm, hospitality... Ability to make scones. <laughs> All no. you held on to is the ability to piss wherever you want. Yeah. So I love quiet drive through the country and you're you know, going through the fields and you see Farmer Joe pissing on a lamppost. Then you pull into the main street, you go to a pie shop and you see Mrs. McKenzie squatting over a fucking bowl. I've pissed in a bottle in the car. Really? While, yeah. while driving? Yeah, while driving. How did you do that? Well, not while actually driving, while I pulled up because okay. I was stuck in traffic and couldn't get somewhere that, you know. Whoa! And I thought I was going to die. What? kind of bottle was it? I don't know, like, you know, a... Um, 
Yeah, it was like, yeah, 1.25. That's exactly what it was. It was a 1.25. Thank God you had it in the car. How often would you have an empty 1.25 in your car? Oh, yeah, more often than you'd think. Really? Yeah, I, I really like soft drink. Yeah, you do, actually. Yeah. You've been drinking Dr. Pepper like it's fucking gone in a style. Yeah, I'm, uh, again... Which that's... I think it has. <laughs> Literally, because I drank so much of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, why has Dr. Pepper suddenly gone out of style? Someone's like, there is... Look, we've looked at the map... And there is this one Seven Eleven that is going through Diet Dr Pepper, like it's going out of style to the point where it is literally gone out of style. <laughs> uh, so, how did you did you stuff your dick inside the? Well, I didn't st- stick it inside because I couldn't like it, it fit would, it. Yeah, fit it inside. You got to stuff the head in though. Yeah, you got to aim the head in. You know, but you didn't stuff it in like a marshmallow. No, I was worried to get stuck. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, as if you're stuffing it in, there's like a. You turn around, it's like, uh, we see your license. And you're like, ah, just give me a minute. It's like, what do you got there? Hold your hands up. You're like, no, I can't. Jags you out of the car. Your fucking Todgers tucked into a Coke bottle. They're taking I can explain this, officer. They're taking photos. Yeah. It's on Facebook in half an hour. It's in the papers yeah. the next day. Oh, so this was when you were Will Anderson. I was thinking it was like when you were 18 or something. <laughs> now, this is recently. Yeah. Oh, my God. You, that could have been the next Hugh Grant scandal. Yeah. It would have been a photo of the, the cover of the paper would have been a photo of you with like holding up the fucking mug shot and then a photo of a bottle, like Divine Brown. No, I would have improvised my way out of it. I would have been like, I, I know I'm drinking it for health reasons. I'm on this, like, you know, I have to bottle my own urine and then, or I have to like do a drug test so I was bottling it up so I could. But you still can't, take it. You can't, still can't expose yourself, can you? Is it exposing yourself if, if it's in your car? No, you could do what you like in your car, can't you? Well, if you're outside of primary school, you're going to. Raise some questions. Yeah, no, that's a good point. It does have to do with the location of your car. I, but I would have thought that you, you're fine. Like, I mean, you can't do what you like. It's not like you can so break you, the law right. while you're in there. But, okay, so, but if you pull into like but a... But people like put out okay? the window of their car and start picking their nose. Like, it's your own broke if, if you pull into a, a city, like a suburban street, quiet suburban street, yeah. and you just pull your pants down and just sit there and have a snooze just with your pants down. <laughs> why? Is that, well, is that indecent exposure? No, I want to know why you did it first. No, I'm just, I don't know. Just as a test, as an experiment. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that probably is indecent exposure. Okay. But you said that you could have your cock out in the car. Yeah, if you're having a quick wee into a bottle. But you can't leave it out. No. Like, if I had the wee into the bottle... Okay, what if you pull... I can't just, just leave my cock out. What if you pull into the suburban street... Yeah. ...and you pull out your cock for five minutes... Right. ...and then tuck it back in? And is while, that like while, a, is while that, it's is out... That, is that an offence? <laughs> to see you get caught retrospectively, there's a CCTV camera and yeah. they get your registration and they say, Mr. Anderson, you pulled into uh, this street here and you seems from the video you pulled your penis out, you sit there for five minutes approximately and put your penis back and drive away. Can they charge you with anything? Um, yeah, they probably could charge you with the indecent exposure, but I'd say something like, um, I was driving along and I felt this like burning in my crotch like a bee had stung me or it's been something and I just... Needed, I, I knew it wouldn't be safe to drive in the state I was at, so I really needed to cool down my crotch area. So I pulled in this place where I knew there'd be no people around, and I was just like, you know, trying to so I could get home and, and you know, obviously address what had happened. Like, I certainly didn't mean to cause any offense. At least that's what I said when it happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, is that a pre pre pre? Oh, I can't say it. Was that a prepared statement? Yeah, that's right. That's what my lawyers advised me to say <laughs> if this question came up while we were doing the podcast. Can you be nude in your backyard? I think if you, your fence is high enough, yeah. If you've got a, you can't be nude in your front yard if there's like no fence. It goes straight out to the street. No, I think that's... I mean, I think it's basically if anyone can see you. 
Like, if if anyone can see you reasonably. Like, I mean, yeah, okay, I don't think you have to defend against someone in a hot air balloon with a, you what know. If, what if you're surrounded by, like, actually, where in my backyard, I'm surrounded by high-rises, yeah. apartment buildings, and they all look down into my backyard. So if I, my morning routine was to go out and do Tai Chi in the nude in the morning, uh, could my neighbours complain to the police and say there's a gentleman in his backyard? Yes. Or the police say, well... Stop looking into his backyard. It's yeah. his private property. Shut your blinds. Yeah. What do you think? I don't think you can control where people look. So I, I think that, you know, you would be the one who's in trouble. Are you like, serious? You know, say it's, to my, someone, it's my backyard. Don't look into their backyard. No, if you don't want people to look in your backyard, you've got to build a big fence. There's no law that says that people can't look. If there was, people wouldn't have to build fences. You could just say, don't look in my yard. It's the law. But couldn't I argue that, um, uh, that uh, you didn't know you were being observed? Yeah, the first, how, how the first time. <laughs> <laughs> the first time you could argue that. Like, I think that would be f- perfectly legitimate. Oh, I'm sorry, officer, I didn't actually think that anyone could see me. Of course, I, I won't do that again. But if you're out there again the next morning doing the fucking downward dog in the Nicky Nuna. <laughs> it's like you cut to, like, you know, Randwick Police Station, the phone rings, it's like, hello. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, guess what it is? And they all go, Clawson. Yeah. It's the butt Yeah, phone. yeah. Yeah, officer, I had no idea. <laughs> it's like the twelfth time. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that, I think there's like a, an intent and a, you know, sort of reasonable doubt. I think that's a bit rough. I think if you want to be nude in your own backyard, then it should be other people. If other people have got a problem with it, that's their problem. Like it's your space. It's your bit of land. <laughs> I'm a bit of a nudist. I do actually go out of my backyard nude quite a bit. Really? But I'm quite confident that no one could see me. I, I okay. I must admit that I. Will if it's hot in summer, I will um, go from the house and jump in the pool, which is out like in the back of yeah, obviously in the back of the house. Um, and I might do that in the nude. Yeah, right. Because you know it's like it's summer. It's well, hot. you got a fucking pool, and I've got a pool. If you've worked hard enough to be able to afford a pool, then you should be able to fucking <laughs> swim nude. You know what I mean? Like, I think the pool is you know that's a it serves a practical function, but just yeah. from like a self esteem point of view, it's like I've worked hard enough that I can fucking strut out nude. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It affords you that kind of relaxation. There is something about a pool that makes people want to get nude too. I yeah. don't really know what that is, but it's, I don't think it's pools. I think it's water. People like to get nude. Yeah, in water. Yeah, I guess that's true. But it's only that a pool like is a good way to you know capture contain water. Contain all the. <laughs> I don't. You can say water to contain the nudity. I'm thinking, yes. How much nudity can it catch? <laughs> well, I was thinking it more contained the water, but the the nudity is contained in the water. So I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's something very sensual about like nudity, like going for a, a like skinny a dip. dip, skinny dip. Yeah, I remember the first time I ever saw boobs. It was I think I, I might have talked about this. Jodie Scott, um, and uh, she uh, took her top off in our awesome. above ground swimming pool wow. on New Year's Eve, and like you know we were all kind of swimming in between each other's legs, and you know like How you know it's like you? when you're a teenager. No, I never did that when I was a teenager. Really? I never went skinny dipping. How yeah. old were you? Uh, I'm gonna say I was probably. 13 and she she was like 14 or 15. God, that would have blown my motherfucking mind. I think that's about right. Did she she know what she was doing? Yeah, definitely. And how how many people were in the pool? Uh, uh, Maybe there was like eight or ten. Like mostly kids. That is a confident chick. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And how many guys, how many girls? Um, I'll probably about even, but we would have been the eldest of the like people. There would have been much youngers as well. Wow. Wow. Yeah, totally. It's what still a, like I still remember that. A, it's like so, like, and the moonlight, 
Like as it's I'm so trying poetic. to see the moonlight over the water because I'm like trying to actually like yeah. see her boobs yeah. as opposed to like, you know, it sounds, it's really dark to be honest. It sounds like a scene from an art house European film about coming of age. Like, you know, my life is a dog. Like it's so kind of romantic. Except that in my life as a dog, they hadn't earlier in the day pulled the trampoline over to the side of the pool and soaped it all up so that we could do big bombs. <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, no, I remember that as being like a real sort of, you know, the year my voice broke. Yeah, you right. know, um, sort of, you know, awakening of my sexuality moment. I don't think I had that. Uh, I, don't, I definitely didn't. I didn't really see boobs. Like, I didn't know any girls who were like exhibitionists growing up. Like, if anything, they were like totally prudes. I thought maybe it's Catholic because I went to Catholic high school. Actually, a lot of Catholic girls I knew were very, very kind of prudish through high school, and then when they got out of high school and discovered guys. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck? You know, because yeah, I think yeah. they get it drummed into them by the nuns. Yeah. Uh, some of them who are kind of quite militant in their sort of feminism is just like men are only after one thing, which, yeah. you know, when you go by the Catholic schoolgirl <laughs> fetish fantasy, it's probably right. Yeah. <laughs> they do get fetishized. Yeah, I mean, definitely. There must be a period where you're like, you know, when you've walked through the desert, you know, that you enjoy your next drink. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like if you, if you come on a boat as a refugee from another country and they take you to Sizzler and say, we've paid you fifteen ninety nine, yeah, keep cracking, you know, you, you're probably going to not just go, I'll have a salad. You're probably going to like, you know, have a real crack at it. Yeah. Just to see what it's like. Yeah. But I never, um, never went skinny dipping. Never, not as a teenager. That came later. I actually had a story, uh, some friends of mine were telling me on the weekend um, about how they met and uh, they had done some show at like a theatre near Bondi and they were kind of had known each other at drama school um, and were sort of like, you know, just flirting and stuff and they went down to Bondi to have a midnight swim and they went for a skinny dip and when they came out, the girl said, um, oh, the worst part about skinny dipping is then having to put your clothes back on, like, you know, putting dry clothes off on wet skin. So the guy said, well, how far do you think you can get? She's gone, what do you mean? He's gone home. So she's going, I don't know. So they just grabbed their clothes and they ran home from Bondi Beach like six blocks through Bondi to get to their house. And they got there. Isn't that an awesome story? That is an awesome story. And again, very romantic. It's incredibly romantic. Yeah. Like you'd have to, I mean, you could probably, you know, see out 10, 12 years of a bad relationship just based on how good that story is to tell at dinner parties. <laughs> It's almost too good to be true, isn't it? Yeah, it's brilliant. Like, I mean, you could put that in a movie and people would be like, oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, if that was Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman, people would be like, oh, yeah, this is a good start. I don't know. I wonder if you put that in a film like Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman where you you go, ah, this is hackneyed. Because it almost is so, like, romantic and stuff. Maybe if you put it in a film... All right, maybe we have to cast more edgy people. Yeah, it'd have to be like like Ryan Ryan Gosling. Ling and Zooey Deschanel. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Did you see um, 500 Days of Summer? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, I did like it. Oh, did you not like it? I hated it. Yeah. I don't. I like a romantic comedy in, in general, so I, I should put that on the table. I'm like, I, I, I think When Harry Met Sally is one of the all-time great films, and I know that is not a cool nor popular thing to say, but I think it is a perfect bit of movie making. I'm not a hipster basher. I consider myself part hipster. But that was one of the most... On your mother's side, right? Hipsterific fucking film. Like when, uh, you know, you find out that they both bond over the pixies, it's like, uh, could you have picked a more fucking stereotypical and like, Why and isn't it? They do, they bond over Sonic, the pixies. Why isn't it Sonic Youth? <laughs> they quote a Morrissey oh, God. lyric. I mean, 
I, I, I also did when I was watching that think You went to the hipster handbook. I was like, wow, these are a lot of things I was into in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but because I also do like all those things, you know, I was kind of like, oh, well, you know what? When do I get to see a movie where they quote Morrissey and I know that it's Morrissey? And, you know, the, the truth of it is that probably a lot of people don't. Like, that's what I felt like at the Grammys. Like when everyone was like, who's Arcade Fire? Oh, yeah. You know, and I was like, are you serious? Like to me, Arcade Fire seemed like a really established band that like had been headlining that, festivals. And that all your and friends know. All my friends would know Arcade Fire and all my friends would think they're one of like their favourite bands, you know. Yeah. Uh, this idea that nobody knows who they are. <laughs> so sometimes you just go, well, this is not our world. And so yeah. when I see something like 500 Days of Summer, I go, okay, well, you know. At least they're mentioning the fucking Pixies and, you know, Morrissey and stuff like that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I know it's not like, you know, all the way, but... And she is cute, Zooey Deschanel. Is it Zooey or Zoe? I think it's Zooey. Katy Perry. She's a bit Katy Perry. She's like a more indie Katy Perry. Yes, she's indie Perry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That, That sounds like somewhere I've been on tour. Indie Perry. Well, you know the guy who directed Five Hundred Days of Summer is doing the Spider-Man reboot. Yeah, uh, Andrew Garfield. No, that's the that's the guy. Oh, Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield's the, the director. Spider-Man. I can't remember his name, mm. but um, that'll be interesting. Hipster Spider-Man. You just yeah. see him hanging out in cafes in Brunswick, doing beat poetry, <laughs> wearing hats, voting. Democrat. Just getting rid of the yeah, voting Democrat, uh, voting Greens. Yeah, definitely voting Greens. Yeah, driving his Prius. <laughs> or he's got a bike. Some sort of basket on the front. He goes to learn Thai cooking on a Tuesday night. <laughs> Hipster Spider-Man. Who's his, who's his villain? An- Andrew Bolt. Who's <laughs> his arch nemesis? Andrew Bolt would be good, actually, like a right-wing sort of, um, you know, newspaper columnist. Yeah, John, like... Joe, Joe, uh, Joe Jana Jamison would be, yeah. yeah. Totally, yeah, yeah. Is it Jay? Hang on, what's his name? Jay, JJ, yeah. Uh, oh. Is what it is Jonah it? Jameson? Joe J. Jam- what did I say? Joe Jonah Jameson. I think it's his name Jonah. Is Jonah Jameson, isn't it? No, no it's oh, Jonah Jameson. On. Jonah. Janet Jackson. <laughs> I'll cut this. Is bit it out. Jermaine Jackson? The guy. What's his name? Jo- I think it's Jonah Jameson. Yeah. 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 He could the, be the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> it was Nick Jonas. I um uh, follow Zoe Deschanel on Twitter. Yeah. And I. It's weird. I really do follow her in that way that I'm going, every time she tweets something, I judge it as if, like, we would get along as a couple. Yeah, right. So, like, oh, yeah, I think that's really funny. Yeah, I think that's funny too. Oh, yeah, we'd be a cool couple. Yeah, I'm doing that with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah. From uh, Scott Pilgrim. And has there ever been times where they've said anything where you go, oh, oh, maybe we wouldn't get it along? Or has it mostly been stuff where you go, oh, yeah, we'd be an awesome couple? I think I think she and I would get along really well. Yeah. But I think she might be a bit too conservative for me. Like she seems to stay in a lot, you know, mm. and she's and she's sort of like tweets from home and yeah, I, yeah. I think I'd you know I'd like to go out a bit more than right. she does. But well, maybe that, though, maybe but, if but you I guys like were it. a couple, she'd be really into going out. But maybe just at the moment, she doesn't have anyone. No, I, she wants I, to think, go out I think she's married. <laughs> I looked creepily <laughs> through her wedding videos, which she posted a link to on Twitter. Yeah. Her wedding photos. And I looked at all her wedding guests <laughs> and looked at her husband and imagined like my head replaced <laughs> creepily. No, I didn't. But I did look at her wedding photos and go, oh, her husband looks nice and I think he's a musician and her friends look nice, but they look kind of boring. 
Yeah, well, I, I, I've been profiling uh, uh, Zoe Deschanel in the same way as you've been profiling her, where you, you know, start to you know, think about, okay, well, that works. And she's a, she's a vegan. Yeah. Which as a calm vegetarian, I think we could make that work as like dinner choices. Yeah. Um, she uh, is married to a musician as well, but like, you know, they seem to have do really cool things like have dance-offs and stuff to settle arguments. Oh, because she tweets that. Yeah. And I, 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 in my head, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I would love to settle an argument with a dance-off. But... But I don't actually think that I would. Yeah. I think that that's a thing that... The fantasy of living yeah. in Zoe Deschanel. In movies, if in a scene, if we had to settle something by a dance-off, yeah. brilliant. But in my day-to-day life, if we had to settle whether we were going to get fucking Thai or Japanese for dinner, yeah. and we had to fucking have a dance-off every time we had to make a decision that we had to settle, yeah. I'd get bored of that. Yeah. I'd be like, really? Do we have to fucking dance again? <laughs> Can we just not fucking pick one? Can we flip a coin, something? So what you're trying to say is your fantasy relationship with Zoe Deschanel has already run into it's problems. Crumbled. <laughs> it's crumbled. The things that I loved about her initially are now really starting to shoot me up the wall. We can't fucking eat anywhere because she's vegan. Oh, and she's like gluten intolerant or something as well. You might as well just fucking eat dirt and breathe. Like seriously, Zoe. And like you're yeah, losing me. Yeah, and there's all this fucking dance off. Where do you get the energy? All you eat is well, dirt. I thought it was funny and cute at the start. Now it's just annoying. Yeah, and I didn't realise that that was your sister in Bones. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought your sister was Katy Perry. Yeah, <laughs> that would really shit her. You should just tweet her constantly, but like uh, somehow hashtag it with Katy Perry or hashtag it with like loved your latest album or something. Like Katy that. Perry. But it's always good to take a public forum to make a joke at the expense of somebody that you quite admire. <laughs> yeah, that's a misuse of Twitter. And this has been a misuse of a podcast, um, but we hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, Tofop.com. For all if your... you're from another country, send us an email. Tell yeah. us where you're from. Go to Tofop. If you can understand. The words that are coming out of our mouths. Send us an electronic mail. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back with some more Tofop bullshit next week. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Oh good. You are still here. The following is from an episode of Will and Charlie's other podcast called Two Guys, One Cup. What you are about to hear is what happens when we have trouble establishing a solid internet connection and Will leaves his mic running through the whole process. If you have ever wondered the answer to the age-old question, if a comedian talks in the woods and no one is there to hear it, Are they still funny? The result here is a definitive, yes. Enjoy. (laughs) This is us not being... Every week, can't hear Charlie. I can see you saying hello and then looking quizzically like a dog. One? One word? One syllable. Bye. I'm going to say it was bye. Uh Uh-huh, 42. 40, 43, yeah, 42, 42. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 
I was like, I was talking, I went to a, uh, my back's been giving me a bit of trouble. So I went to see a chiropractor and he was a new guy. So you have to do all the, you know, them getting to used to you. And I know how terrible my body is. But until you have someone brand new, a medical practitioner who sees fucked up bodies all the time and you see their reaction to you, like, he's like, you're really stiff. I was like, yeah, I know, mate. I live in this body. This didn't just happen overnight. Hello, mate. Hello. I can hear you. Well, basically now I'm in the office at the house, which up until this point never had internet good enough um, for me to do a podcast, but I've uh, put in a router. No, what? Is, no, an uh, extender. I've put in an extender and I'm extending. I put it in, so it's probably installed wrong. So yeah. No, the reason I extended it and the reason I'm so happy it's working in the office because is the extender is actually near the TV, which is the other end of the house because the Netflix wasn't really working properly. So I got it for the Netflix. and uh, But it seems to be doing the job right down here, which is weird because the actual like base station is actually closer to here than the extender is. But the extender that's further away seems to be helping the here. I don't know how technology works, Charlie, but it's working and that's what's important. Oh, I do. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I do. There's a, the bathroom is in between. So far, so good. Let's not jinx it. Should we just get into it? Let's do the footy. Yeah. Uh, it's 5.05 p.m. LA time on Thursday, the 26th of May. That's the most precise I've ever been on this podcast, but it's probably Friday, wherever you're listening to this. This is Two Guys, One Cup, our AFL podcast. My name is Will Anderson. Oh my God, we have had the best internet reception right up until this point. And then the second we started this, you have, you like, it sounds like Diplo has got involved. You just did like one of those, you just did one of those T-Pain, like people at home won't hear it, but you are T-Paining the shit out of this right now. It stopped and I didn't actually hear what they said to do, but they've dropped out both calls. So I assume they said drop out both calls and then I'm going to see if they call back and I'll answer that call. And if they don't, after a while, I'll get curious and I'll just call them myself. That's what normally happens. So that's probably... Anyway, I'm still recording because I nailed the start. But I'll probably just do a quicker start for this next one. Maybe I won't even do the date anymore. Oh, no, I need to do the date so you know. Anyway, whatever. I'm alone. How long do I wait? Like, is this too long? Join call. Join call. Maybe I need to join call. Do I need to join call? Hello. Yeah, we really cursed the start of that, didn't we? But by the way, by the way, Michael, there will be a little rumination uh, that I just did into the microphone of what I thought was happening that you'll be able to hear if you would like. It was just me not really knowing what was going on. Yeah. I just kept rolling, man, because I had some gold to spit while I was sitting here. Nah, it's all right. Michael, he's just doing it by mostly by eye. Anyway. Okay, hang on. I don't know. That's bad. Uh, oh. No. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we have each other. And that's a lot. Shalala. It's not enough for us. Oh, okay. What happened? I heard a message. Where's my message? Let me try it again. 
Am I going? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I love the idea, by the way, that like it's one of those things where we were so confident. We were like, this is going so well. Maybe this is a new age of podcasting where this will be really easy. Oh, hang on. Michael has just uh, messaged, hmm, which doesn't really say, we started so confidently. This could be this week's podcast, just the first 15 minutes of us trying to get the podcast going like every week. People get mad about why the podcast so late. Firstly, we're in different countries, so it's hard to get to time our schedules. Uh, but secondly, um, you know, then it takes us 20 minutes for shit like this to happen because we don't really know what we're doing. I think that's mostly the reason that we don't know what we're doing. I mean, actually, Michael knows what he's doing, but sometimes the internet is just a mystery. You turn it on, you turn it off again. Sometimes the thing that worked last time doesn't work this time. You're like, hang on, but this is the way we've always been doing it. Well, sometimes the way that you've always been doing it doesn't work anymore, you know? The magic's gone. It used to work that way, but maybe you've got to get some new moves. Or maybe just that day the internet's not into that thing. Normally they would love it, but you know what? Anyway, I'm here alone. I don't know what I'm meant to be doing again. Uh, before I did call in, but I actually, even though that seemed to work, I got the impression it was the wrong thing that I was meant to do. This last time, uh, someone called me. I don't know if it was Michael or Charlie, uh, but it called and I answered. That's pretty much what I do. I assume that somebody else knows what they're doing more than I know what I'm doing. So uh, basically, if a, you know, a box pop pops up, I just, I just click it and I go, well, the internet would know more than me, right? Anyway, I'm subscribed to 2,000 uh, porn sites. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, stop talking. I've been podcasting all afternoon. I should stop talking. That's why I'm so rambling. I've heard nothing more after the hmm. Oh, hang on. Should I? What, what am I doing? What are they doing? Do you think I should message in again? Is that when I do it? Okay, fuck, I'll do it. Okay. I, I, I buzzed in for a bit. But that um, seemed like no one was answering me. So what I'm going to get from that is that I think they didn't want me to call in. So that's basically what I've done right now. I said I think they didn't want me to call in. So I have called in, but then I stopped calling in. Like it was long enough for them to answer if they wanted me, if they were there, if they were there waiting. That was my real fear. I didn't want them to be there waiting in Skype. And, and I was just sitting here like an idiot waiting. Now, there is a little thing underneath where it says type a message here where I could just type a message and go, what's going on? But, oh, here we go. It's Riggy again. Let's have a go at this. Hello. Hello, Michael. How are you? Yeah. You can't hear me. What is, what is going on with the internet today? Okay. What, what do we do? Okay, Michael's going to put me on hold at the moment um, while well, he tests something. It actually comes up on the screen. You have been put on hold. There you go. This is like the world's worst DVD commentary. This is the commentary of me trying to get the program started. This would be like, we'll release it as a bonus episode. It'll be like the worst bonus episode ever. Hey, did you hear episode whatever it is of Two Guys, One Cup? You know, where Will almost got through the intro and then it's just 15 minutes of him rambling like a crazy person into a fucking microphone jammed in his office. They thought they had a really good reception at the start. 
<laughs> anyway, let's see. Michael's going to wonder if I'm like just talking to myself or talking to him. He, can you hear me? You can't hear me? Okay. He's going to log out and log back in again. That's what he told me in my headphones. I assume you guys can't hear that because he's not talking into a microphone that's being recorded, whereas I am. So I think I just heard voices in my head and you heard me reacting to those voices. So that's basically what's happened. Uh, but basically what was going on was I could hear him, but he could not hear me. He could see me. We had a line in and the same thing had been happening with him and Charlie. Now, this is not something that normally happens here. I heard that little boom, boom that you get in your headphones when Skype's about to happen. And uh, I think that means that at some stage, uh, somebody will call me again. Again, I feel like the thing we have resolved is me not calling is the right thing to do. So I feel like if nothing else, we've learned that today. And that's something that's bothered me for a couple of weeks. I never knew. I always assumed everybody else organized it and then I just came in at the last moment. That seems to be the best way to arrange things. But um, I'm glad to see that it also is the way that things are arranged because nobody should be leaving me in charge of anything. I'm an idiot. We've left in charge of a microphone. Oh, here we go. Look, it's ringing again. Let's give it another go. Here we go. It's ringing. And uh, Charlie is there. I can see Charlie. I, I can hear Charlie and he over-enunciated that one. Sorry, I've been doing a, I've been doing a continual uh, commentary of this. It's like the world's worst DVD commentary track ever. It's just me rambling about what's going on and describing to the people at home like every bit of this. Now, now he can see me. Now he can hear me. So now we're both here. But I mean, I, I, I did not call. I did not call you because I didn't know. I didn't know what the call etiquette was. Are you recording at the moment? Ah, okay. Um, ah, well, because I was, I've been recording this whole time. If you had been recording, he could have dropped in your. I, I heard the boom boom noise, like the Skype one, not the Law and Order one. So I think that um, Michael might be about to join us on the line or something. That feels like what's going to happen. But I've been talking. I've been talking to the listener in my weird uh, monologue, as it will be, because you're. I've not, just started uh, recording. I've just started recording now. Fact. So, okay, cool. So. Yeah. Oh, Michael's, oh, Michael's back, back as well. Okay. What a great time. Yeah. So do you want to just uh, tell Michael what you've been doing the last five minutes? Yeah, Michael, I have like a, almost like a mini weird podcast that I've just done alone where I've described to everybody uh, all the shitty things that have been happening. <laughs> so I reckon there might be something we can kind of package up as a little weird bonus thing if we get going after yeah. this. Yeah. A, a, a horrible, horrible bonus that no one will ever want to listen to. I I I I have already acknowledged that in this podcast, Charlie, <laughs> that there will be like people who are like, "What are you doing?" But I'm an insane man. I debated for ages what the call etiquette was, whether we were meant to initiate the calls or whether we should wait for Michael to initiate the calls, and that there was a message button there. But I just didn't. I should just message that. But I was like, "Nah, I just need to work it out." Anyway, it's right. ramblings of a madman. All right, while we have connection, let's go for it. I reckon I'm rolling. Okay. And you're rolling? Can I see Michael? Uh, it is Thursday, May the 26th in Los Angeles. It is Friday, May the 27th in Australia. This is Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL podcast. My name is Will Anderson. And I'm Charlie Clawson. And we're speaking really quickly because we don't know how long this connection is going to last. We are Two Guys, One Cup. 